The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Nebulon and Natali, that what had been said to Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. And those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me. I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father, and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus is walking along and he sees two fishermen and he says, follow me. Walks a little further and he sees two guys mending nets, net menders, and he says, follow me. Now, why is Jesus calling net menders? Well, I'm glad you asked because, uh, because fish have sharp fins. That's why you need net menders. My friend uh, in Boston Harbor fishes a lot, invited me to fish with him one afternoon, so I went out there, and so was when I saw him, I said, how, how are the fish biting? Are there any fish around? And he just showed me his hands, and he says, does that answer your question? And when I looked at his hands, I saw there were all cuts, and there were marks, and all scars, and so I knew right away that he was catching a lot of fish, because fish have sharp fins. Now picture this. you got to... F- you caught some fish in your net, and you're pulling the net out of the water. What happens to the fish when you're pulling the net out of the water? They go to the bottom of the net. And what do the fish do when they go to the bottom of the net? They start to wiggle at the bottom of the net. But that's what you think that they're doing, but that's what they're really doing, is they're taking their sharp fins, and they're cutting an escape hatch in the bottom of the net. So all you need is a little hole. Because fish are very slippery, they have that nice coating on them, they can help them slide through the water, and they slip right through the net. So when you pick up the net, so why bother catching all, all these fish when you're just going to lose them all? Because of the hole in the bottom of the net. I bumped into a pastor during the sex abuse scandal. I asked him, I says, 
how you doing? He says, you know, I worked so hard. I worked so hard at building up my church to making it a welcoming place. I built it up. There's a nice music program now in the church. The liturgies are great. I fixed up the basement where we can have, our, we have meetings. We have an educational system. This is wonderful now for the CCD and the confirmation classes. And I built this thing up. And half of them are gone. They left. They're gone. And his point is accurate. Why bother drawing all the people into the church if you're just going to lose them all? So Jesus added a second skill set to our calling, which is to mend nets. What that means is that you take the net where it's the weakest, which is in the bottom. It's the bottom of the net where you have all the weight. It's the bottom of the net where all the, where all the activity and the opposition is and all the difficulties. It's at the bottom of the net, and you take the weakest part of the net, and you turn it into the strongest part of the net so you don't lose anyone. St. Paul is writing to the Corinthians. Let me tell you a little bit about the city of Corinth. It's one of the rare cities on the planet that has waterfront property on both the east side of the city and the west side of the city. So the city of Corinth is kind of like my neck that connects two large bodies of land. So if you're on one large body of land in Greece and you want to go to the other large body in Greece, you, got, you have to go through Corinth. Now, if you're on the water, let's say, and you're on the sea, and you're sailing from, let's say, Hungary, and you want to go to Italy, instead of going and sailing all the way around the large body of land, which is very treacherous, it's got a lot of rocks, it's navigationally nightmare, instead of doing that, all you have to do is pull your boat up to Corinth, get out of the boat, get something to eat, do a little shopping, take a nap on the beach, and then when you're done, you take your boat and drag it across to the other side of the city, and then you can go on to Rome. That's right. The city of Corinth is at the crossroads of the world. Everybody ends up in Corinth. And this is the place where Paul founded a church. Very smart of Paul. So Paul now is writing a letter at the epicenter of the Roman Empire and to his church, and he says to them, I hear that there are divisions among you. Well, of course there's divisions. It's the crossroads of the world. It's everybody's from everywhere. And of course there's going to be differences of opinion at the crossroads of the world. So Paul gives him a solution. And you heard it. He said, be united. But that's not what Paul said. That's what the American Bible translated but that's not what Paul said. Paul, you want to know what he really said in the Greek, the original word? He said, mend your nets. Same word as in the gospel. In other words, don't just stand around holding hands and saying, kumbaya. What you do is you take the weakest part of your life, the part of your life that is causing people to hurt, the weakest part of your life that you're ostracizing people, the part of your life that's making people say, I don't need this anymore, goodbye. You take that part of your life and now you make it into the strongest part of your life. Mend your nets. 
I got a call from the director of the hospitals and kind of a frantic, stress-filled call on my cell phone and my, my voicemail, and it says, you are doing the hospitals this weekend. You're going to cover for us, aren't you? You're going to help us, aren't you? And so I couldn't call him back to reassure him while he's having this stress attack that, of course, of course I'm doing the hospitals. What do you think? But I couldn't call him back because my cell phone was dead. I forgot to recharge the cell phone. So while I'm holding my dead cell phone and not being able to call him back because I don't know his number, then he's having a stress attack. Now that seems to be my, my, the weakest part of my life right now is forgetfulness. I forget birthdays, I'm forgetting thank yous, forgetting, forgetting. And I know where the forgetting is coming from. I'm tired, exhaustion, overwork. So this is what I did, mending my net. I called my father and met him at the trout club. I went out Friday in the afternoon, freezing cold, caught a couple fish. After I couldn't take the cold anymore, I goes into the clubhouse, and there's a fireplace there with, with the fire going. I put an extra few couple logs in there. I pulled up a leather chair right in front of the fire, and I took a long nap. So my point is this. Working on the weakest spot and making it the strongest isn't such a bad thing. It's not that bad. It's not a hard thing. Here's the faith lesson today. When Jesus calls us, he calls us to have two skill sets. Two. One attracts and draws people into the church. Forgiveness. Generosity. Who, is it, who doesn't like that stuff? We draw them in, see, but, this is not, but that's not the only thing we do. That's not the only thing. There's another part, there's another skill set that we can't forget. And that means this, that we take the weakest part of our life, the part that's hurting people, the part that is making people say, bye-bye, and you now turn it into the strongest part of your life. So now you know what it means when Paul says, be united, mend your nets.